Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Buzzing About Romance. On this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, I am joined by podcast contributor Heather, and we are reviewing Conquered by Riley Edwards. Heather, do you want to read the synopsis from Goodreads? I, of course I do. (laughs) Dylan Welsh was the last man standing until Sawyer Glasgow brought him to his knees. Dylan wasn't ready for Sawyer. He wasn't ready to confront the truth of his past. He wasn't ready to admit he's fallen in love with the sweet, sexy woman who captivated him from the moment he saw her. He especially he is especially not prepared to face the hurt he's caused Sawyer, Sawyer, but to keep her he must do all three. She's the right woman who came along at the wrong time, and after a night he can't remember, Dylan will not stop to re will stop at nothing to regain her trust. Not easy when Sawyer's family has betrayed her trust time and time again. Sawyer thought she'd finally landed the man of her dreams. She thought the night she'd spent with Dylan was the start of something special. Until Dylan says something, says the wrong thing at the wrong time, and Sawyer retreats back into her private world, convinced that her family has always, what her family has always said about her is true. She doesn't deserve love. Can Dylan open up to Sawyer about his past? Can she confide in him about her present? As Sawyer and Dylan fight to find their way to a future together, a deadly vendetta against a triple canopy client grows. When Sawyer gets caught up in the danger, it's a race to save her before their dreams go up in flames. Okay, so this book was released April 26, 2022. The tropes are friends to lovers, one night stand, widow, found family, alpha hero, protector, and a slow burn. Um, So the series, it is in the Triple Canopy series from Riley, and it is book number six in that series, and it is an interconnected series of standalones, because it is the spinoff of a spinoff series, Mm -hmm. and then the put out percentage is 60%, so it's slow burn, but like just barely, but it makes sense because of the, what they have to get over before they get to this point. But right. when it when it pops, hot damn. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, yeah, we'll get to it. But uh waiting, I did not feel like it was 60%, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like it. No, and honestly, there's a lot of the story like after that point, too. Mm-hmm. Well, and her books move like quickly like mm-hmm. the the storyline itself doesn't drag out like it is it's pretty snappy like the timeline mm-hmm. um but there's never there's not a lot of like downtime in her books like it's not just her writing words to write words or like add a scene like every scene that you re- like read in a book of hers like it has purpose it has meaning and like even when her characters get into those soliloquies she writes a great soliloquy and like her characters like you can have one character talk for two full pages like it is just dialogue but it is meaningful and emotional and it is 
a lot of times there's truth bombs like that are thrown out there that people mm-hmm. just are not expecting. And you're like, wait, did I just read that? And then you have to go back. I would agree. I never. And you have to reread it because you're like, did I? Mm-hmm. Is that what I just right. read? Well, uh-huh. and I, you're right. I never <clears throat> feel like in Riley Edwards' books that um, she's one, like you said, writing to write. It just isn't page, words on a page. They mm-hmm. mean something. And there's no like lull. Like sometimes you get to a point where you're like, okay, are we going to like move on from this? Mm-hmm. Or I never yeah. feel like that in her books. Exactly. Okay. So let's, let's, let's talk about the book itself. So okay. when this book opens first page, first sentence, like she is looking at a pregnancy test and you're like, oh no, like oh, yeah. what happened? So <clears throat> I'm not going to tell you what it says because I'm not going to let that one, I'm like, I'm gonna let that one ride, but you find out very quickly, like what happens there. But so we find out in the one night stand, like we discover Mm -hmm. that Dylan called Sawyer by another name in the moment. And she is heartbroken because she like, since they have met, like she has fallen in love with him, like fallen in love with him as a person. They become really good friends. Like she is beyond devastated because one, he does it. And two, he does not remember it happening. Right. And just kind of to set this up for anybody that has never read the Triple Canopy series, Triple Canopy is like a private, like a, like a security firm or, you know, like a, mm-hmm. and they're all, well, a lot of them are former military mm-hmm. and they're in a building and within the building, she works for this company that all the wives and girlfriends, they're mm-hmm. kind of tied to Triple Canopy. And so it's like, they're this large group of friends. Mm-hmm. Dylan is a part of this friend group and then Sawyer is a part of this friend group. And so that while they don't work together they work in the same building Mm -hmm. so there's really no getting around him um I was like flabbergasted um Mm -hmm. and totally 100 like so in the opening scene I was like oh my gosh this is good (laughs) Riley Edwards like and you don't want to put it down and then like I was completely flabbergasted with Dylan and I'm like, do I hate this man? Do I wait? Mm-hmm. Like, what do I, mm, how do I feel about him? And so my question is, is what, because, um, yeah, Heather, this because- is Heather's first read in this series. So she is going mm-hmm. into this one blind. Yes. The scene where she tells him that they slept together and he called her by another name happens in the previous book. Like, the guys are in the break room, like just talking shit, being stupid, uh-huh. like, and like saying stuff. And so, and Sawyer happens to walk in and basically throws down, like, no wonder, like, I don't remember the phrasing, but it was essentially like him saying, like, he can just, like, he just plays, uh-huh. which he did, but he doesn't anymore, which you learn about, like, as the book progresses. But she's like, oh, maybe that's why you called me by another name when you were inside of me. Okay, because then I'm for sure going to need to go back. So I have read several of Riley Edwards series. Mm -hmm. I have not read the Triple Canopy series. I have read the 
707. Which is which the is original, like, the original mm -hmm. four where this series stems from. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm familiar with some of the characters and like I know of them because they're the children of mm -hmm. like the, we call them the OGs, the, the OGs. original, the 707 original. Mm -hmm. Um so but I picked up and we sort of did this on purpose for the simple fact of a lot of times authors will say this is a standalone and we're not sure is it a standalone so like mm -hmm. how lost was I yeah um but I was like flabbergasted with Dylan I was like and I know so I like know nothing of him and I'm like oh my god do I like him well, do I not like him but here's the thing though like you're coming into this book not knowing anything but I am coming into this book having read everything and we still don't know a lot about Dylan like Dylan and that is something you learn throughout the book yep. like still like Dylan is a friend but he holds himself apart from everybody and there are some truth bombs that Quinn Walker Lancaster, who is in, she's, her book is in the next generation, but she is Jasper Walker's daughter. She like channels Jasper Walker in her lecture. It's not a lecture, but it's basically a lecture where uh -huh. she's like basically tells Dylan, like, we're your friends, but you don't open up. Like you take a step back when we try to do that. Like we want you to talk to us, but you set yourself aside. And he's like, I do, but she throws some truths down, like yeah. that they're family and she doesn't they want mince, them to be family. She does not mince words like at all, Batgirl. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so then, so you know, Dylan has his, a set of issues, you know, mm -hmm. like he does. And then um Sawyer, so like on the outside, kind of just presents herself like a very put together um you know, kind of person, mm -hmm. but man, her family is a well, train wreck. They're hot mess. They're a train wreck. So I like to refer to them as a dumpster fire because her mm -hmm. parents are the worst. Like they're she, the literal worst. <laughs> the literal worst. But she has a brother, an older brother, and she has two sisters. And I can't remember if they are older or younger. Like she's in between them, but it's he is the oldest and it's the three girls. And they, you can tell that the girls or the kids love each other. Like there are moments like in the story where she talks about things that happen, but all of them have been conditioned in this terrible environment that they, they don't know what to do. And it's like, they've all kind of just been like going with the flow because their mom, especially is the literal worst. She um, has a serious mental health issue and mm -hmm. it was a very abusive home and I think the way that Riley Edwards describes mm -hmm. the abuse it was phenomenally done mm -hmm. I mean I think sometimes when you hear of somebody coming from an abusive home or you know especially when you think about people that a lot of times you see it in the military, you mm -hmm. know, in our romantic suspense, because kids turn 18 and they need to get out and they're mm -hmm. out is the military. Yeah. And I think um, we oftentimes think of the physical abuse, but what you don't ever really think about is the emotional abuse. And so I think her family comes from like a middle class or an upper, upper middle class family, mm -hmm. but it's an abusive home. 
Barry and it it has affected like her relationships mm -hmm. and even the way she treats her personal space like there are a couple things that mm -hmm. happen surrounding that that like that is her sanctuary and she mm -hmm. does not want people to to enter it and it throws her off balance when there are things that happen in her home and like there's there's a scene that happens later in the book when her mom shows up and there are things that happen I don't want to spoil anything so there's something that happens with her dad and I'm not going to spoil that but her mom ends up coming to the house and one thing I love about Dylan is he he wants to protect Sawyer with everything he has but at mm -hmm. the same time like he lets lets is not a good term here but he lets her speak for herself he lets her like take charge in the moment but when he knows like he has to pull her back to protect her more like he does that like there's this line for him where he is willing to let her go to because he knows that she needs that, needs that but when she has like crossed the line where she can't do more he is 100 percent in front of her protecting her engulfing her and like in 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 him yeah i mean he is a really good example of like i will stand behind you and then i will walk next to you and mm -hmm. when i need to i'm going to stand in front of you to protect you from what you need to be protected from and i think mm -hmm. her siblings are all in survival mode and so there was a point in time when she was describing her siblings and her siblings spouses to mm -hmm. Dylan and he was putting it all together and mm -hmm. um they her sisters have their husbands shelter not shelter but they definitely protect and well she kind talks of, well that's the thing like she talks about her sisters and how like the one husband especially like he lets the sister dictate what they do and how they do things but the moment that things take a turn like he cuts he cuts it off like he allows it to a certain point because i think he, her like that sister's husband understands that she needs that but the uh -huh. moment it gets to be too much for her like he is there beside her protecting her and like that was the thing like so sawyer never had that because she even talks about like in past relationships like she yes <laughs> she gets to a point and then like she'll start to rail on them about stupid stuff because that's that's what she has witnessed she also time said she and time again she won't fight with them instead of mm -hmm. fighting she just ends it she doesn't work through it mm -hmm. i think what really it made me feel so bad for sawyer that she um had to navigate this all on her own and it was something that she didn't talk about with her friends because she's embarrassed by it but mm -hmm. I think on the outside we're looking in and going um there's really nothing for well, you to be embarrassed about but that's that's an, what happens in an abusive well moment. but that's but that's the thing like after this big blow up like the the og moms are there and mm -hmm. there's a couple scenes with them that are amazing and wonderful and i love them so much yeah. like like i want to be them right me but too. there is a moment when reagan who is with carter tells tells sawyer she's like it is humility humiliating it is embarrassing she's like but it is not you that should be humiliated or embarrassed like it is your mother who mm -hmm. is creating this environment who 
made the decision to treat her children in this way. And I thought that was extremely like <laughs> Sawyer needed to hear those things because that scene in the scene when they're at Dylan's house, which I'm not going to tell you what happens because you have to read it to get the full effect. Like those two scenes with the moms, like they are strong, emotional women who are independent, but they have their other half who will throw down for them mm-hmm. without question. And they are, they are mama bears, like nobody's business until you mm-hmm. cross them. It's not like that once time where like Lily was like yelling at Ethan because she's like, I do not want your help right now. <laughs> yeah. She like storms out of the house and he's like, mm-hmm. I totally agree. I think they're terrific models for their, like you said, they're mama bears and like Mm -hmm. they, the men know well enough to be like, um, that's a mom thing. We're going to stand back, Mm -hmm. but you think you're ever going to mess with this woman? You are absolutely wrong. Well, and like they talk about how Lily, like Lily is from book one of the 707 series. Like Mm -hmm. that is where this entire like world was introduced. And like, they even say like, Lily is one of the sweetest people, easygoing people. But when you cross her or cross one of the kids that she has claimed, which Every single kid that works at Triple Canopy has been claimed by the 707 family, whether they are blood or found. Like she, she goes a little crazy, but in the best way. I would agree. So, okay. So back to Dylan and Sawyer. So they, um, I feel like Dylan kind of, I don't want to say tricks her. But kind of is like, oh, let's go out for dinner. I mean, just sort of like all of a sudden they're like dating. And he's just like, I'm we're doing this, girl. Like, well, I don't think he tricks her more more so than he I think he's like, if I don't take these small steps, then I'm right. never gonna get anywhere because he recognized like, yes, people had to open his eyes to like the chaos that mm-hmm. he created, but like once once they say something like he recognizes that it is going to take an act of Congress to get Sawyer to trust him again, which he, so he takes her someplace and it was a, a big misstep, but he did not. And I can see why he did it the way he did, but at the same time, like you're such a dumbass, Dylan, you're a dumbass. And so I had a different perspective and maybe this is just me, but like in that scene where she kind of like, was like, what the hell? I was Mm -hmm. like on Dylan's side. I'm sort of like, I mean, I'm introducing you to a friend of mine. Like, do you know what I mean? But I think, I think the reason that I understood where Sawyer was coming from, because he never said like, this is my friend, Lana, like, this is my friend. Like there was no prefacing, like there was no, like, I'm taking you to my friend's restaurant. Like they just show up to this place and this chick like is so excited, like super Uh bubbly. And so like in Sawyer, like she talks about like how he was before they met, like, and she doesn't know if like, since they've met, he's still doing that. So like he, like, and so I think it was a trigger for her because like, she already feels like she's not good enough. Like, why would he be introducing her to somebody that he, cause he doesn't, aside from the people they work with, like, they don't know that he has other friends outside of them because true, 
because he doesn't talk about anything. So like, he's so separate. So like, I can understand your reasoning behind being on his side, but at the same time, like he's already like dug this like gully of chaos with her. Like he needs to be more open with the way he did stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so the thing is Dylan has a really, he's a dirty tacker. He's so dirty. And so, it is so, so dirty. Awesome. They, those scenes, like every mm-hmm. time it's like, Ooh, what is he going to say this time? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, and, <laughs> it's very good. She did. She did a really great job on the steamy scenes, you guys. I mean, that's all I'm going to say. Well, and we will say, and the mouth pop, on him, it doesn't pop until 60%, but it pops what, like really well and it pops a decent amount after that. <laughs> I would agree. Totally 100%. Like, she makes up for the, the 40% that you don't, you don't pop in. Yeah. And speaking of Dylan, I really liked how she did not give us the story, his story right away. Like, she gave us, he slowly gave us bits and pieces and you kind of were putting things together and then, mm-hmm. um, how he kind of slowly shares. I, I really liked that. And I think that's something that Riley does very well. And she has done it in a couple other books and the way she does it is always done very, very well. Well, and I think with him, like he harbors so much guilt and so much frustration and so much, like he wants to hide everything that happened in like he, Carter makes, makes a statement at one point about how you have to let go of the past because if you, this is not a quote because I can't remember how he said it, but it's basically, if you don't let go of the past, you're never going to move forward with your future. Like if you can't move past what has happened and accept accept things then you are going to be stuck and I think that was really important because that's the thing like Dylan he he is falling in love like he like honestly like there's a moment where he's like I think I've always loved Sawyer like since I've met her but at the same time like he holds on to his pain from his past so tightly and he doesn't let anybody in and I think that's the biggest part right I mean so he's a widow Mm-hmm. and nobody even none of the women knew that he was married before well and, and I think at actually some point, none of none of the guys knew until that scene happened in the last book either that is when they oh. found out also so nobody knew like the I mean aside from like the OGs who do like the background checks okay. like they knew but they didn't say anything because he never said anything. And so it's one of those situations where nobody in the entire company, none of like the family aside from the OGs knew that that existed. And so that just kind of shows you how closed off Dylan really mm-hmm. And they're all a little bit grumpy about it. Yeah, they weren't. And I mean, the ladies were not about to give him any grace. Well, but <laughs> that was something too that... Sawyer never said anything about their night. Like he never mm-hmm. once, she never once said anything because like, cause he was like, if she would have said something, the ladies would have been after me. And so he understands like, she's trying to protect him like in her own way. Right. Um, I, she's not a vindictive person. No. Um, she's, yeah, she's not. And I think she has a lot of reason to probably be. 
But um, so one of the other things we've talked a lot about is that the friendships and families. Mm-hmm. So this whole family that has been created from the 707, it just makes me so happy because mm-hmm. those guys were, I mean, they were damaged heroes also. And yeah. so they worked hard for their HEA and their women are amazing. Like we've talked about, mm-hmm. um, and just sort of the legacy that they kind of carried mm-hmm. on is, it's just great. Okay. So I'm going to do this one quote and then we're going to move on to our okay. questions. So there, this one point, like there were actually a lot of points in this book that really stood out, but this one quote says, I give Sawyer the rest of me and she'd stand by me. She'd take on my demons and I had no doubt she'd slay them. I could protect her from the craziness of her family, shield her from the hurt. I just love that. Cause like, he understands like, when they're like, when he is at this point saying this, like he realizes like he can be open and honest with her. He can tell her everything because she will not look down on him. She will talk him, talk through it with him. Like she will understand why he felt the way he did because she harbors a lot of those, a lot of pain and animosity and issues like from her, from her family. Yeah. I, um, they both come to the relationship with baggage and it's different, mm-hmm. but they work together um, and work together through in- their individual issues. Like they're mm-hmm. a really great yin and yang kind of like, you know, they balance each other out. Yeah. Okay. So did you like this book? Yes. I liked it a lot. So, so much. There were several storylines going, but I didn't really feel like, um, lost at all in the story Mm -hmm. um there are a lot of characters and I think um you know I'm going to reread it once I read the whole triple canopy series Mm -hmm. um you'll catch some some little nuances like Mm -hmm. in like the dynamics of the relationships because that's something too like in this in this series is like there are some people that are closer to others because of the Mm -hmm. the reasoning and like where they came from but like overall you didn't feel lost though. So that no, and I would love a um she has tree. a family tree on her website. I'm gonna have to download that then. Okay, yes, I love this book. And without pause, like I think this is one of Riley's best books that she has written with the way that like she this story played out. I actually emailed her after I read it. I was like, this is this is a good one. It was I would agree. It was very, very, very well written. Okay, so who Super would typically good. who would typically like this book? Um, I think if you're a fan of suspense, there was a couple of suspense elements in it and it was really mm-hmm. well done. Um, if you like a family and a, like, especially a found family mm-hmm. and people all up in each other's business, um, but in the best way, in the best way, this is for you. Um, and if you kind of like damaged people finding mm-hmm. their footing and their the person that they mm-hmm. belong with, this is for you. Yeah. And this, this one actually was more like suspense light than some of her other books in this series mm-hmm. because of the way the storyline played out. But I think that it, I think that it was important with the the background of both of them, that it was more light on the suspense than really heavy. Cause like she has a couple that are like pretty heavy on it. Um, but this one was light, lighter. <laughs> Well, I think the suspense elements in this book were actually setting up a couple things Mm -hmm. from what I can tell that are coming up. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so would you recommend this book? Uh, yes, 100%, without hesitation. Yeah, I recommend everything that Riley Edwards puts on a page. So, I mean, it's kind of a rhetorical question. <laughs> yeah, and I totally agree. I I love Riley Edwards. I've read, you know, multiple mm -hmm. books of hers. Um, yeah, yeah she's, she, really she's a big backlist, so it takes some time to get through that if you are finding her now, but you should give her a read. Okay, so do you think you, do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? If you do, send us an email at the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com and we will take a look and maybe the book that you want us to review will show up here. Thank you so much, Heather, for coming on and reviewing this book with me. Anytime. I love reading all the same books with you, so... <laughs> Anytime, Leah. Anytime. And until next time, happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on the shelf show notes. <laughs>